Thank you, and you may be seated. We're glad to have all of our visitors with us today. I just want to do a little um, encouragement here. I'm, I know your pastor does a great job. I'm not taking, I'm not doing this because I feel like he's not. Um, <clears throat> but I just want to add this in if I can. Actually, I did this Thursday night to Antioch West, so I'm not showing favors here. I did it. I had Antioch West service Thursday night because Pastor Joel was out of town. Um, yes, tomorrow I will die. My husband said to me, what, what are you going to be doing Monday? And I said, you want me to really tell you? Absolutely nothing. I babysat all week. I preached for two sons. I worshiped for one. So tomorrow, I will not move. And that may be true, too. Um, but no, if you need me tomorrow, I'll be here and I can do it. So anyway, Thursday night, I had Antioch West, and they're doing a similar thing that you are. Okay, so I want to encourage you. That's all I'm doing. You have no idea. I know some of you have heard one of the stories I'm going to use, but I'm going to repeat it again. You have, you are, that's right. I ought to inspire, but by the time I'm through, there should not be one left on this platform. Not one over there. You have no idea whose life you're going to change by putting one of these on a door or giving this to somebody. You don't have to say one word to them. I don't know what to say. You don't have to say anything. I think they're kind of intended to go on a door. Is that That's right. Am I looking at it right? Okay, so they're a door You just got to, and if you're so scared that they're going to see you and come out and talk to you, put it on there and run. <laughs> Get out of their yard. Okay, so you don't even have to say a word. A few weeks ago, Antioch West was handing out theirs. And they were putting them on cars in a shopping center, I believe, and that's really neither here nor there, but they put them on cars and they were just putting them there. You're sowing seed. You don't bring up the crop. He does. Okay. So they were sowing seed and they were just putting them out. The following Sunday night, this young man walks in the building. He's probably in his early 20s. He walks in the building, and the hostess asks him, how did you hear about us? Now, you understand Antioch West is not in a building. Antioch West is in a school building. And they said to him, how did you hear about us? He said, well, I went to get in my car. And there was something on my windshield. And I took it off and I saw this announcement about this church. And he said, I've been looking for something. He came. And actually it was the night that Brother David Smith preached. I watched him. I was there that night. It was one of their bishop. I've been trying to go to every one of those if we can. But I was sitting there and I watched him. I was just fascinated because I'd heard his story. And he was just, you could tell he was just in awe of what was going on. But he didn't make, he didn't move or go to the altar. And that was okay. It was his first time. Everybody's praying and hoping he comes back. The following Sunday night, they don't even have church. Is anybody in the house listening? It was a prayer service because they have decided at Antioch West, if they don't have visitors and they come together on Sunday nights for a season, not, the, not forever, but just for a season. Okay, let me get that straight so you won't misunderstand. For a season, they're going to pray together for a while. They're going to they're pray. I mean, really pray. Not just now lay me down to sleep and leave, leave and go witness, but they're going to pray. Then they're going to pass out some more cards. This was just one of those services. 
This wasn't, we didn't, they didn't have any music. They didn't have the praise singers. They didn't have all that. Nothing was planned for that. Who walked in the building? This young man did. And within five minutes of a prayer service, he was down front speaking in tongues because he felt the power and the presence of God. Come on, folks. Put them on doors. Come on, guys. Put them on cars. Somebody give them out. And you've heard the one many, many times. Bishop, this is one of Bishop Wright's favorite. One of the pastors in the state of Pennsylvania. Pastors a great church or did for years. He's in his late 80s now. He's not able to pastor anymore. Built a great church there. Home missions church. Went there. Nothing was there. Built that church. He built a home missions church in South Carolina. He's a great man of God. Done a fantastic job. Raised up a lot of preachers under him. Do you know how he came to God? Nobody knocked on his door. Nope. Nope. Diane. Let me get there. She wants to help me. Nobody knocked on his door. He didn't have any relatives that knew about the apostolic faith. He didn't have any friends that knew about the apostolic faith that could tell him about Jesus. But he was walking down a sidewalk one day. And there was a piece of paper laying on the ground. He did not know what it was, but he was nosy. And I'm glad he was. Curious, I guess we should say. He was curious as to what that piece of paper might say. He reached down and picked it up. It was an apostolic track. He looked on the back and it said where the apostolic church was. He walked straight to that apostolic church. He got baptized in Jesus' name, got filled with the Holy Ghost, and became a preacher. You have no idea whose life that you are touching. This is just... This is just not a piece of paper. This is just not a brochure. This has been prayed over. This has been paid for by your offerings and given. This is an anointed piece of anointed brochure. Don't leave them laying up here. Don't put them in your cars and leave them there. But give them. We've got to sow seed. That's not what I'm here to preach about today, but I'm stirred. I read on, on us. I don't know if it was CNN or Fox yesterday. I read an article. You can go on there and read it yourself. There was a, 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 um, a, a sheriff, I believe it was in Florida, sheriff, police officer, whatever. But I believe it was a sheriff. He, the title of his article was, We Are at War. We are living in perilous times in the country of America that you and I live in. This world needs Jesus. And the only way they're going to know about Jesus, if you and I let our light shine, if you and I tell them what Jesus can do for them. So, wasn't trying to make a sales pitch. I was trying to speak from my heart. That this is the, the I, I've been so stirred by this. I've been so stirred by this. Because you've got to remember this. A person's life that is touched by God, they're going to tell others. You know you can't keep it to yourself. 
How many of you turned friends away? How many of you turned family members away? Because when you came to God, it felt so good on the inside of you. You knew that you had found the answer to all your problems and you tried to tell them about it. Well, there may be some that were turned away, but some of you have got fruit sitting on these seats today. Because you told somebody about Jesus. So... Please, let's do this. You, you, you should take your children and let, not by themselves, but you go with them and let them, let them, let them be a part of this. Let them sow seed. It would be so exciting if someone would come to church for them. So please do not leave them on the platform. Let Pastor Wright come back and they all be gone. You have to get some more. Or there's probably some more in the boxes in there. But whatever. We got more. But please don't leave these up here today. All right. If you would turn in your Bibles to Psalms chapter 92. That did not count on my time. I know y'all are worried that we're going to be here a long time. You don't have to worry about that. Psalms 92, and we begin with verse number one. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. To show forth thy love and kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. Upon an instrument of ten strings and upon the psaltery, upon the harp with a solemn sound. For thou, Lord, has made... Everybody listen. For thou, Lord, hast made me glad through thy work. I will triumph in the works of thy hands. Now, I just read the word of God. That's not part of my notes for for what God gave me, and I'm going to tell you what he gave me. But that was actually read from the word of God. I want you to hear it one more time because it's powerful. You'll change your way of thinking and your attitude if you say it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. To show forth thy loving kindness in the morning, thy faithfulness every night, upon an instrument of ten strings and upon the psaltery, upon the heart with a solemn sound, and my favorite, for thou, Lord, you already got it? We can go home. Oh, go eat. That's right, lunch. For thou, Lord, has made me glad. Everybody say glad. glad. I didn't say sad. I said glad. What does glad mean? I'm happy. I'm excited. Has made me glad through thy work. I will triumph in the works of thy hands. You may be seated in Jesus' name. And thank you, Brother Barr, but that's the title of my message, A Good Thing. And I'm going to preach to you just a few minutes on the subject of a good thing. I've read that verse. I I just heard, in fact, I just heard a preacher say this just recently. Might have been Bishop Wright. I don't know, but it's not really important who said it. I just heard it. I heard a preacher preach, and he said in his preaching... How many times do we go to the Word of God and we read something and all of a sudden a light comes on? You've read it over and over and over and over and over. 
I hope you have anyway. Okay. But we've read the word of God over and over and over. But we read that particular verse again and all of a sudden, exactly, a revelation comes that you've never seen before. You've never seen that verse like that. And when I read verse 4 and it said, and I may read it 3, 4, 5, 10, 25, 30 times, I don't know. But thou, Lord, has made me glad through thy work. I will triumph in the works of thy hands. And I thought, oh, I think that means that whatever God chooses for my life to have to go through, that I'm supposed to be glad and that I'm supposed to triumph in the hands and the work of God. I know that's simple, but we don't live like that all the times. Most of the times when things come our way that we don't understand, number one, or we don't like, number two, we immediately start questioning God. Just because you're quiet don't mean that I don't know what I'm doing. It's the truth. Bishop and I have been pastoring for almost 48 years, and we've had people sit across from us at a table and say, but I don't understand why God's treating me like this. Or they will say, I thought God loved me. You know, I am sure if you could interview David Wright and Joel Wright and say to them, did you ever get reprimanded when you were growing up? Now, in my day, when I was raising children, I realize it's not as easy nowadays, but when I was, so please don't misunderstand, My boys were the old-fashioned word called spanked. Now, they were never abused. They were never mistreated when they were spanked, but they were spanked. Okay, I knew it would get quiet, but I don't know any other way to say it. I know that's not politically accepted anymore, but that was back when I was younger. So whatever y'all do now is your business, but back then it was. And if you, when, 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 when uh, one of my kids, one of my sons got spanked and they came out of the room and you said to them, does your dad love you? Why would he be doing that? At that particular moment, they may not feel like they're really loved. And they may like, they may say, and you've heard little kids say, I got the meanest daddy in the world. But then the next day they love him to death. But... Because we had to spank them did not mean we didn't love them. When we, I know you've heard this, but I'm going somewhere. I'm not stopping here. When we had to say no to them did not mean we didn't love them. We knew what was best for them. They didn't always know. Brothers and sisters, we are children of God. You and I don't always know what's best for us. But our Heavenly Father... He knows, he knows, he knows what's best for us. So we can say again, it's a good thing. Glad, the definition of glad is simply very, you ready? Very willing to do something. Yeah. 
I was quite shocked at that. Glad means that I am willing to do something. Glad means it causes happiness and joy. So when I'm going through a difficult time, if I'm in tune with God and I know that it's his work being done, then I can be glad. Then I can rejoice. Then I can express happiness and joy for him. So a child of God, when they're going through difficult times, and we will, because the word of God teaches us that we will, and that's not what I'm preaching about. But we will go through difficult times. You will go through times you don't understand, understand things in your life. But when you go through them, if you realize and remember that God is trying to make you glad through his work, then your gladness says, I'm willing, Jesus, to go through whatever you want me to go through. And as I'm going through it, I'm going to rejoice and give you the praise and give you the glory. For thou, Lord, has made me glad through thy work. I will triumph. I will triumph in the works of thy hands. Do you know what the definition of triumph is? You ought, to, you ought to use your dictionary sometimes. I know they're out of date. Go online and use it. I don't have a big one. Do you remember the days when you had to get that big book out? That's horrible. Where, did, where has these people been all our life? What took them so long to get here? Those dictionaries were horrible. I was glad when they made the small ones, but I remember that. You know what I'm talking about. Some of you young kids, I know you don't know. I don't know if I still have one, to be honest. But if I did, I'll show it to you. But really, they were, they were thick and, oh, heavy, everything. Now you can go online and look up a word. So you have no excuse for looking it up. Because sometimes we forget the definitions of words. We forget them. And try up means a great success or a great victory. So, for thou, Lord, has made me glad through thy work. I will triumph in the works of thy hands because I know it's going to be successful. Because it's in your hands, not my hands. I know there's going to be a victory after this is over with. Because it's not in my hands. It's in your hands. Somebody say today to God that you're going through a trial. I know it's in your hands. And I know there's going to be a victory. Trials and tests. From God. They're allowed from God. Okay? Sometimes feel as though they will never end. You ever been in one of those? You don't, don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. But have you ever been in a trial or going through a difficult time or a test or whatever you want to... Basically, it's, it's basically the same thing in my opinion, but whatever. You're going through that time in your life where you don't really understand what's going on and you're very weary and you think it will never end. So this too shall pass. I said this too shall pass. I remember in my younger years of a particular situation in my life that I prayed for for seven years. It's personal, so I cannot, I cannot give you the story of it. 
For seven years, I prayed for God to please do something. Now, my flesh got weary. And there were times I was really tired of the situation because it was a big mess. But for some reason, God chose for seven long years for me to pray that prayer. But I knew that my God was faithful. I knew he would not let me down because he said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will go with you, whatever you go through. Even if you go through the fire, I'm going to stand in the fire with you. So I knew there was going to come a day. I thought it would never come at times, but I had to stay focused. Somebody needs to stay focused today. Somebody's got to stay focused in this house. You got to stay focused on God because your trial, your test will end and it will be a success. It may not always turn out exactly like you want it to turn out, but don't forget he's in control. He's going to bring the results and we're going to be happy when it's over. You can give up. You can quit. You can say no more. You can, you can give in to defeat or you can continue to say to him, God, I don't know what the end result is going to be, but I know you're doing a work in my life right now. And if you will just hold my hand, if you will help me hold on to the very end, I know it's going to be triumphant. There's a little guy that attends one of our congregations. I'll have to leave it like that. Is it okay? The little guy that attends one of our congregations. And he is about, oh, I don't know, probably five to six, seven years old. I don't remember exactly. He comes to church every service with his grandparents and worships from the time we get there to the time we leave. Just recently, his mom and dad are going through a divorce. It's been very difficult for him. But he has very strong grandparents in this church, and um, they have been his rock. And they're continuing to let him come to church with them. So every service he comes, now his, his life, do you understand me, somebody in here? This is very simple. His life right now is torn up. And have you ever been through that yourselves? or you've had to go through that for your children, you understand it better than I do, and you know this is a very difficult time for this child. But he comes to church and he worships. And so uh, one service recently when I was in his presence, his grandfather came up to me because I always get to talk to him after church, and he come up to me and he said, um, called him by name and said, sing some of your songs to Sister Wright. And I mean, I thought he was going to bust out with, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Or, you know, one of the your little kid songs, so to speak. Um, I, whatever, I know that's not one as popular anymore, but I, that's what I was expecting. Well, he just starts singing. I didn't really know what he was singing. Cute as he could be. And when he got through with his song, his grandfather told me he makes up his songs. That was a challenge to me that day. 
Maybe you don't look at things like this, but I do. That was a challenge to me, that this child is going through this difficult time in his life. He may not what, know what, what song he can sing to bring him through, but it don't matter to him. All he knows, somehow that child knows at his age that there is a God that cares about him and hasn't left him alone in this time of his life. And he may not even know what he's saying, but he's saying something about God. Somebody hear me in the house today. God has not left you. It may feel that way and the devil would like for you to feel that way. But I'm here to tell you, you're not alone and God has not left you. Do you know what a trial or a test is? It's the action or process of, of trying or putting something to proof. That's what a test is. That's what a trial is. It's putting to proof that you're going to do what you say you're going to do or you believe what you say you believe. It's easy to say, I believe that God will never leave me. It's easy to say, I will never do this and I will never do that. In fact, as you get older, a little bit of wisdom here for the gray hair that's on my head. You learn to say, I will never do that. Naturally speaking, guaranteed, you're going to be trapped. Something's going to come your way that you said you would never do and have to do it. Something good. I'm not, I'm not talking about bad things, but I'm just saying, have you ever, you ever found that? Yes, we found that, especially if you're older, you have. So if somebody says something, I don't say, I will never do that. One of the most popular ones is child, is, 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 um, parent, um, Married people that don't have children. They know everything. And I've never figured that out. And your child's sitting there, and they're whining, or they're giving you a hard time, or something that child's doing, and that couple's sitting behind you, and they don't like it. And they say, so sanctified. My children... We'll never act like that. I wouldn't say that because God may give you the worst. But it is, you, y'all laughing because you know it's true. You ever, you ever seen a little kid stick his tongue out at his mommy when she got mad or something? I mean, when, the, when he or she got mad, oh, if my child ever does that, oh, but I know mine won't. Every child sticks their tongue out. They're born with a tongue and it goes out. Just, I, I'm being ridiculous here, but it's true. So you, you, you can't say, I will never do that. But God puts us through tests and trials to see how much we really trust him. It's not that he doesn't love you. Somebody hear me today. I'm here today to remind you, Jesus loves you. He cares about you. Amen. He's just letting you walk this road for this season in your life. And I know there's a couple of people in this room that's been in that season a long time. I know that. I'm, I'm, I'm the bishop's wife. I know a few things here. I know you've been in that season a long time. But let me tell you, my God, my God. 
Not a God that I don't know about, but the God that I know about. The God that I've had a relationship for a long time. He is a God that will be triumphant. Some of you in this auditorium have got some big victories on the way. I'm using the illustration of children a lot, but I don't know a better one, so you'll have to forgive me. But have you ever, have you ever had your children, if you're parents, you ever had your children just complain about everything? hear any parents in the house did you honestly sit there and just let them to complain 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 what did you do you took control and you helped them not complain now i don't know what method you use and that's your business but you help them not complain anymore But I've said to my children and to my grandchildren, because Bishop and Wright and I do not, we, we discipline our, our grandchildren, but we do not do the other part. That's their parents' business. We do not do that. That's not a grandparent's place, and we don't do it. Okay. That was free. That just, that just kind of fell out. I don't know where that came from. Did you make me say that? Okay. But we don't do that part. But we do have to sometimes correct them. And sometimes when they're giving me a hard time and they're just complaining about everything, it's hot, I, I'm bored. I mean, just on and on and on, I say, whoa. Whoa, time out. Let's talk about some good things we've done in the past few days. Let's talk about some good things we're going to do tomorrow. Let's get our mind off of this little situation here. Because let me tell you something. It isn't always going to be like this. Because there are good times and there are bad times. But they're good times and they're bad times. And they're not bad, but they're trying. Nothing's bad with God. People, you know, people are never satisfied. I, I, yesterday, oh, it's so hot. Well, a week ago, you were saying it was cold. You, we, we're never satisfied. It's human beings. And do you know that poor God, and I'm saying poor God's got to deal with human beings? Come on. Let's pat him on the back. It's a difficult thing. It's not difficult for him, but it's, it's whatever. Human beings can be trying. But if you're a child of God, and we are children of God here today, we're child of the king. Why are we children of the king? His royal blood now flows through my veins. And I, who was wretched and blood, now can sing. Praise God. Praise God, I'm a child of the King. It's fair.
to say. I will serve God. I will do anything for God. I will never give up on God until. That's why some precious people that we love dearly are not on our seats today. Because things they went through, they felt like that God had left them behind and didn't love them anymore. But if we could ever learn that that's not his reason. That's not his reason. For thou, Lord, has made me glad through thy work. And I will triumph in the work of thy hands. I want to be an example of what God has done. I want to say it wasn't an easy thing to go through. It was a difficult time in my life, but he was faithful. Do you think, now we're going to do a little imagination, we're going to use our imagination, is that all right? If, If that's against your religion, do it anyway. We're going to use our imagination. My little granddaughters had two dolls the other day, and I don't have a lot of other things to go with it. And they said, have you got any boxes? I said, sure, I got boxes. Because your grandfather is Amazon's best customer. (laughs) Say amen, Brother Whaley. Brother Ray don't shop anywhere but Amazon. he's He's a trip. So I have boxes. So they said, do you have any boxes? I said, sure, I have some boxes. What do you need boxes for? They said, well, we got to make some things for our dolls. I said, okay, fine. I'll get them for you. I got the boxes. They made a bed. They made a, a little uh, thing to keep the clothes in. They made a little box that had the little girls' rooms in it. It was just quite creative because, you know, you don't see that a lot anymore. And I don't mean that in a bad way, whatever, but it's true. But they, they began making all this stuff. So I've got lots of boxes at my house now, but they're very important boxes. They went to the, the, the rag, I call it the rag drawer. I don't know if you have one of those. Let me explain what it is. When a rag wears out, I don't throw it in the trash. I use it to clean stuff with. Hallelujah. So, that's my rag drawer. My rag drawer's got a lot of rags in it. Some are quite worn out, some are not. They went in that drawer. They brought all those rags out. They made some blankets. They made some curtains. They, they were just absolutely creative with the whole thing. It was quite cute. And I was on the phone with their mother while she was going, and she, I was telling her about it. I was so excited over what they had done. I took some pictures to send to her, and I said, I'm so proud of them. And she said, yes, and I'm very proud of them, too, because they're using their imagination because they don't always do that anymore. And, you know, I won't go there, but what our world is like, they don't use it a lot anymore. So... I'm here to tell you, use your imagination with me for a minute. Bring it back to life. Call it up. Do you think that when the three Hebrew children... But we will. They said it. They said, but we will not bow down to your God. And if we have to walk through that fire, we're not going to give up. But they're standing there thinking, ooh. That's real. 
That fire is real. That ain't a fake. That's not no fake ones like we got. That is real. And they've got it heated up any, even more. Come on. Get a life here. We're human beings. We're children of God. We got to think like children. Not childish, but childlike. So they're standing there and they're, they're saying, but we're going to be faithful and we're not bound down to your God. And if we have to go in that fire, we'll go in that fire. Because we know that God's going to bring us through. But don't tell me they didn't feel a little nervous. I'll agree with your doctor. It's my doctor. They were human beings. And they probably said, God, do you have any other way? But God said, For thou, Lord, has made me glad through thy work, and I will triumph in the works of thy hands. So somewhere in their mind, they had to remember, we may have to walk in that fire. Come on, come on, come on, come on. But our God said, he's going to be triumphant. The only way he could be triumphant, they walked in the fire, but they walked out of the fire. Do you believe today that your God's triumphant? Amen. 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 Then guess what? You're coming out. All right. All right. I'm closing. But I got to use one more because these are two of my favorite. I, lo- I mean, well, I have a lot of favorites, but these are two of my favorite. When Paul and Silas were thrown into jail. Yeah. Yeah. Now, don't raise your hand. I'm not asking you to raise your hand. I've never been in jail. I've been to jail to do a, a, a church service. And I'm going to tell you what, it was very depressing. Very depressing. I, I mean, it was horrible. And there were, there, were, there were people there that were pulling the bars saying, get me out, get me out, get me out. I didn't do this. I, didn't. I mean, I never experienced anything in it in my life. But I, just between me and you, a, bit, a jail does not seem too attractive to me. I'm not being facetious, but it does not seem attractive. So Paul and Silas were thrown into jail. And they locked it. Do you understand? They locked it and the jailer took the keys. Get the picture. Not trying to be too descriptive here, but that it was locked. They could not get out. Oh my God, I feel some Holy Ghost in here. Instead of sitting there and looking at each other and saying, what did I do wrong to deserve this? You don't have to do something wrong. You haven't been a bad child. It's just God trying to make you stronger. And instead of sitting there with each other and complaining and saying, what are we going to do? One of them looked at the other and said, we're not going to complain. We're not going to sit here and talk about it. We're not going to. We're not going to sit here and dwell on our circumstances. We're going to even pretend this isn't even a jail. And we are going to sing. And we are going to pray. The Bible just says sing, but I'm at Okay. We're going to sing and we're going to praise. Because if we begin to give him glory and honor, he said he's going to be triumphant. You know the story as well as I do. When Paul and Silas began to sing in that jail. 
Woo! Something happened! And all of a sudden, God opened that door. And they walked out. And they walked out. I got something to say. Oh, I got a message for somebody in this building today. You about to walk out. Somebody better hear me. Somebody better hear me in this building today. I'm just, I'm just delivering a message. I'm not somebody special. I'm just delivering a message from God. Somebody is about to walk out. Not out of the building. Don't, don't misunderstand my statement. I'm talking about you about, it, you are so close. I don't know who you are. I don't come to me after church. They say, right. Did God speak to you about me? I don't know who it is, but I'm telling you in my spirit this morning, when I was praying, I felt like somebody, mm. you about to walk out. The door's about to open and you're about to walk out. Because God's going to be triumphant in his works. And I close with this. There are you that are here today. That you have never experienced God before. You really don't know that much about him. And, we've, and I've preached to you for just a few minutes today of what God can do. God created you. Don't ever forget that. God created you. It wasn't by luck. It wasn't by circumstance. It wasn't because you and your mom and dad decided to have a baby. Obviously, that's all part of it, but God created you. I am a creation of God. And he wants what's best for you. And there may be things that you've gone through in your life or things you're going through in your life right now that have been very disappointing. But I am offering to you today a God in this place that is willing to walk that road with you. I'm not sure this statement is 100% accurate, but it's pretty close. Other than my mother sitting on the back row back here, I probably have had a relationship with God the longest in this building. Probably so. My mother's way ahead of me, but as far as Antioch, I've had a relationship with God probably longer than any other saint here. Hasn't always been easy. There have been tests and there have been trials. But every time I've come through one, I've been triumphant. To my friend Barbara Dells, she'll forgive me later if I'm um, doing something I shouldn't do. Sister Dells, sitting over here to my left. I don't know how many months ago that was. Has it been a year that I visited you in, near Crofton, when you were in the Crofton um, Rehab Center? When I went in that room that day, I'm going to tell you, I know what God can do. You understand me? Okay, I know what. I'm an example of what God can do. But when I walked in that room, naturally speaking, I wasn't sure. And even after that, there were some complications. And then all of a sudden, Barbara Dells is now driving. 
and come into church. Hello. God was triumphant. It doesn't matter what the situation is in your life today. I've got a God that can take care of it. Would you stand here today? You've come to this place. And you'd like to know more, not only know more about God, but you'd like to feel his presence. You never really felt it strong. You felt what was in here today, but you want to feel it for yourself. We're going to open up this altar for a few minutes and invite you to come down. And some of the ministers from our our, uh, platform will come down and pray with you. And we want you to experience the God that we know. Church, can we begin to pray? That's our responsibility is to begin to pray. God, I have delivered your word today. I pray that there have been ears that have been open. That you are just working in their life. You're a God that loves. You're a God that cares. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Touch hearts here today, Jesus. Touch hearts here today, Lord. There are those that have come looking for answers in their life. And we know you're the answer. We know that you're the answer. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I'll never forget my thoughts of the tragedy that we just experienced here in our area just a few weeks back. If you don't live right here in the Arnold area, we had a terrible tragedy um, just a few weeks ago. Um, There was a lady that was going the wrong way on Route 50. A baby in the back seat. A baby in the back seat. And she was going the wrong way. Barreling down the road. Many cars were able to get out of her way, but the one guy that got killed was not able. Actually, he, I, I understand, um, and actually it was from a police officer that Brother Johnson is close to. He had stopped. And she hit him head on. And when she did, of course, it killed her, pushed her back into the baby in the back seat. Um, and the guy lived for just a few hours, then he died. But I said to Bishop Wright, I'll I'll never forget this, it it was just a mystery to me. And I know I've had a relationship with God all of my life, but I said, Brother Wright, how how, how can a person get in that bad of shape that they don't care about anybody? And she just goes barreling down the road. Mixed, I know there were mixed reports of suicide and she go, she just accidentally went the wrong way. Come on, friend, that's kind of hard to do on Route 50. My daughter-in-law just got to the bridge the few weeks ago that some of you passed the guy that, that committed suicide on the bridge just a few weeks ago. And the several, Sister Katie was on her way to Antioch West when it happened. How, what causes a person to do this? Because they don't know God. I may have all the problems in the world, Brother Lewis, but it's going to be all right. I can make it through it because I've got Jesus. 
But there are people today that don't know what you and I do. We are privileged. So can you give him the praise again that, that, he, that he deserves, that you and I have this privilege today? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Just before you dismiss, I didn't know if it was okay to say it a while ago, but obviously it's pretty obvious now. John's getting baptized today. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? God's good. God's good. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.